welcome to the Positivity and Prosperity Podcast. If you're ready for a dose of inspiration and insight, then you've come to the right place. My name is Victoria Maskell and I'm a psychotherapist, mindset coach and positivity practitioner. I help women just like you to have their own Cinderella stories and transform their mindsets to make their dreams a reality. So if you're a coach, an entrepreneur, or just looking to up-level your life, then this is the podcast for you. I'm going to be talking all things money mindset, manifesting your dream life, and how to use your subconscious to achieve anything you set your mind to. I'm going to be filling these podcast episodes with stories and inspiration for you, things to make you smile, feel supported, and get ready to crush your goals and manifest your dreams. There is no such thing as a coincidence in life. So just by listening to this podcast, you are one step closer to making your dream life, business, and mindset a reality. So if you're ready for today's dose of positivity and prosperity, then let's dive in. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Positivity and Prosperity Podcast. As promised, there are lots and lots more episodes coming your way. So thank you to everyone who has dropped me an email, sent me a message saying that they are enjoying the content. Don't worry, there is more to come. Now, in today's episode, I had the absolute pleasure of interviewing Ailey from Luna Bell Wellness. Now, in today's episode, we are talking about paradigms. We are talking about how to shift your paradigms. And Ailey is talking us through her process for helping you to set goals and importantly achieve goals because how many times have we written a goal down or we have um, set some kind of new year's resolution and not followed through with it we haven't achieved it and then we're left with a feeling of oh, there's another thing I haven't done. Well, Ailey is going to be talking about her perspective on the different types of goals, the types of goals you should be focusing on, which I found really, really interesting. And she's talking about change because if you think about goals you might have in your life right now, they ultimately involve some form of change. And she is going to be explaining how to get yourself into the mindset whereby you can make those amazing goals happen. We are going to be shifting paradigms, we're going to be looking at the importance of self-image in goal setting and so much more. Now I will make sure to leave all of Ailey's details in the show notes and you can go and follow at Lunabelle Wellness, I think it's actually Lunabelle underscore wellness, I will make sure that that is all in the show notes and you can find out how you can find out more information about Ailey. I hope you absolutely love this episode, it was a pleasure to interview her and I will be back very soon for another episode. So let's go into the interview. Okay, great. I would love to welcome Ailey onto the Positivity and Prosperity podcast. Ailey, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm going to throw it open to you and say, do you want to just let everyone know a little bit about you and what you do? Yeah, thank you for having me. So my name's Ailey. I'm a mindset coach and mentor, and I help people to set the goals that they really want in life and give them the tools to be able to achieve them and live the life that they really desire. Um, so I am a mum of a two-year-old and almost baby number two, two weeks away. So, um, and up until 
semi-recently I worked in a family business for 14 years in construction and after I had my son I went back and was under a lot of pressure. I was doing the job of three people for about six months and ended up losing patches of hair um, and I have ME and fibromyalgia that flared up and I was very ill so took the decision at that point that that wasn't how I wanted my life to be. Um, I had the opportunity to take over the company eventually and realised that's not that's not what I wanted to do anymore. So um, had been doing a lot of sort of dabbling in law of attraction, manifesting, you know, as usual, it always starts with reading the secret, but the secret doesn't actually give you the tools to to do it properly um, at home and you know in your own life so I invested myself in a coach and um, it kind of grew arms and legs I didn't know what I wanted to do I just knew I wanted to help people and through doing a lot of coaching myself I realized that I actually coached a lot of people in my life without realizing it um, and I realized that anytime I was doing the coaching I was feeling such a high vibe myself and that's how I realised this is this is what I'm meant to do. So here we are now, about to have baby number two, but um, excited for what's to come with all the coaching and um, not regretting stepping away from the business at all. <laughs> oh. Wow. Well, congratulations on baby number two. Hopefully baby number two doesn't make an appearance during the podcast, but we are prepped. We are ready. Um, and yeah, that's I, I think your story is one that a lot of people will resonate with. The idea that you're in something, whether that's a family business or a job, and it's just not serving you. It, it's not good for your health. It's not good for your mental well-being. And you took the decision to make that change and I think that's amazing and I think that in itself is a big step because lots of people don't um I know that I stayed in things in the past just going no no just stay just stay and it does take a lot so congratulations for, for doing that and obviously now being on this awesome journey in mindset mentoring coaching I I can tell already that you are doing amazing things for the people you've you've been working with so let's let's start talking about the secret you mentioned the secret so yeah. true that it's brilliant but it doesn't really give you those sort of actionable steps the so talk talk to me a little bit about what your views on the secret are if anyone's just coming to this podcast and going oh yeah what is the secret what do you think about it I think I was introduced to it um by a friend and read the book and then I introduced my my dad to it and he watched the the film um so there, there is both aspects to it, but the, neither of them kind of delve into how to physically do these things in, in everyday life. What we kind of both came away from was the vision board and the visualisation and things like that. But it doesn't delve into your beliefs that you already have, the paradigms that are already set up that are holding you back. You know, it's like, 96 to 98 percent of the actions that we do on a daily basis are habitual and it's all down to our paradigms it doesn't delve into that at all so I was finding I was trying to manifest things and it wasn't really working you know you can do things to raise your vibration and when you're in a high vibration things naturally start to attract to you anyway but to really understand how it works and how the primary and the secondary laws all work together it doesn't give you 
um, as much of an insight as you really need. So it does give you a, a starter and a sort of initial insight into law of attraction. And it does make you aware of how your thoughts can create your reality. But there's so much more to it. Um, and it's, yeah, I would say a lot of people start off by being introduced to the secret and they kind of tail away from it because they don't see much results in their life. Yeah. But it's there's so much more out there and there's so much more to learn about it. And you know, people say, Oh, I believe in I believe in all of that. And it's not a case of I believe, it's that like it's a law of the universe, it exists. So it's just whether or not it's just how you use it rather than whether you believe in it or not. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. It's such a good starting place. But I think what I see lots of people do is they're like, oh, my God, I've read The Secret. I've watched this. I'm going to try manifesting. And then exactly as you pointed out, it kind of maybe doesn't work out for them. And then they're like, oh, and they sort of put it to one side. And it's like, yeah, that's that's just like the starting point. And you are you're so right in that we have we're going to touch on this in this episode. But we have these paradigms, these stories, these programs that we have held for years and years and years and years. And they're running in the background, they're on autopilot. And if those are contradictory to the goals you're setting, well, if they're running 95% of the show, then you're only working on 5%. So you're working on a small percentage of what you want to change. So yeah, if anyone yeah. hasn't watched The Secret or, or read the book, I really recommend it. I think you would probably say the same, but just yeah. remember that that's like the starting point. And then, and then there's kind of more to do from that. So, right. I know one of the big things that you do when you're helping people is you work on kind of goal setting. Now, goal setting, I think, is one of those phrases that we hear a lot. You know, I'm going to set some goals. But I think I've been guilty of this in the past. I don't necessarily know if I've done it in the right way or I haven't known where to start. So do you want to tell us a little bit about um, why you think goal setting is really important or the processes you use? Because I know you have a specific process to help people with. So do you want to tell us a little bit about it? Sure. I think the first thing I get people to actually look at where in their life they're making decisions because most people fail to make decisions. It's just the way that, again, we're programmed and we're, we're sort of programmed to think of other people's feelings and be responsible for the outcomes. And it does hold us back from actually making decisions. So initially, I get people to actually start making small decisions. And it's even down to what they want to eat for their breakfast. You know, if you're on autopilot and you have the same thing every day, you actually, if you take, the, take a minute in the morning to think, what is it I actually want today? And take it from there and even how you spend your time I was working with a client I was on a call with her the other week and she had a night out organized and she said I really don't want to go but I don't want to let people down and I said you need to make a decision for what's best for you and she did she ended up staying in, in with her husband that's what she wanted to do so that's the initial thing that I get people to look at because the the you then become aware of the decisions that you're letting either other people or circumstances influence. Um, from that, I then get people to look at the sort of wheel of life, which you'll have heard about before. So looking at the different aspects of their life, so health, relationships, finances, career, friendships, social life, you're bound to see that some areas are thriving, mm -hmm. but yet others are really low. So you may have, you know, great, a great social life, but no time for yourself or vice versa. 
and your career, your finances, that just gets people to think about what it is that they actually want and how they want to improve these areas in their life. And then you look at, you know, how, how can that all join together? Because it's about getting a balance around the whole thing. People sometimes think that, well, it's a very, it's a very common paradigm that you have to sacrifice and work hard to be financially abundant. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're sacrificing your social life, maybe your home life, your relationships, but your finances are thriving, but it's about finding that balance. Um, so a great way to look at it is the wheel of life and, you know, to think about what words come into your head when you think about each of these areas of your life. And that helps you kind of pinpoint what, what it is that you need to improve because we all, we'll all be having good results in our life and bad results. And it's, it's just looking at these different aspects to work out you know what needs improved and then from there it's sort of I break them into three categories so you've got an a b and c type goal so the generic sort of go-to goal is an a type goal for everyone they actually know already how to achieve it so an a type goal is maybe something like a new year's resolution you know I'm gonna I'm gonna lose two stone in six months um <laughs> you know it's people people say that's a goal it's not really I would say that's more of a to-do list or you know a wants list because you actually already know how to achieve it so say you've say your goal is that you want to you want to buy a new car and it's a Mercedes and then you actually delve into it and they already own a car that's a Mercedes but they bought it four years ago they want to buy a new one they know already how to do that so yeah. you know we're bypassing the a-type goals the b-type goals are something that you think you can achieve so say you're maybe not a, a runner but you say I'm gonna sign up for a marathon next year you know it's not impossible it's not it's not something that's too far out of reach you think you can probably achieve it. So again, disregard the B-type goals. We want to get to the C-type goals. So the C-type goals are the fantasy, the desires. You know, when you, I always get people to write down their fantasy life, you know, every aspect, what car they would drive, what kind of house they would have, what, you know, what their income would be, how their health would be, their relationships would be. and Everything combined is a fantasy, but there's something within that fantasy that is the goal. Mm -hmm. So it te I tend to have a professional goal and a personal goal and merge them together because it all comes down to how you want to feel at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. And, you know, obviously people can set goals and not actually understand why they want something so the why behind a goal is so important because that's why a lot of people set goals and they achieve them and they don't feel any different because they don't actually understand why they're setting these goals so you could set a goal that's maybe a financial goal you hit that target your life hasn't really improved any because you don't feel any different so the the why behind a goal is all about how do you want to feel? How do you want your day to look? How 
how do you want to wake up every morning? Do you want to feel rested? Do you want to feel content? Do you want to feel that you've got freedom over your time? So we delve into why you want something because then you can become emotionally invested in your goal. Yeah, which is key, isn't it? Like if there isn't any emotional investment, if there's no powerful reason why, you're going to let it fall. Like you touched on, I've never really heard them described as ABC goals. I love that. And how many times, I don't know what the statistic is, but don't they say with like um, New Year's resolutions that 85% of people have lost them, have dropped them by like February the 1st or something. But how many times do we set resolutions where it's like, yeah, I'm going to stop this or I'm going to lose that or I'm going to do this. But there isn't necessarily a powerful driving force. There isn't an emotional why. It's like, oh, I really should do this. And I just don't think should is motivating. Should is someone else. Should is like society or a parent or a partner or a perception. Whereas I think what you're saying with the way you work is actually you get them to get into the really nitty gritty, exciting stuff, the fantasy goals, the why behind it. Yeah, I mean, whenever you ask yourself or you say to yourself, I should ask yourself why, Yeah. why should, <laughs> you know, yeah, why? if it's for you, if it's for your own, you know, your own good, you wouldn't say I should do this. If you're making the decision for yourself, I am doing this. It's not yeah. I should, because then you're letting other people and other circumstances affect your decision making, which goes back to the first point about, you know, making decisions for yourself, because People don't resist change, they resist being changed. So if you try and change something or set a goal based on what other people think or what you think other people will, will think about you, you'll never you'll never achieve it because you know you're going to resist being changed unless it's something that you truly want. Yeah. And the thing is, is a lot of these goals are totally wild, you know, totally out there. And they will seem so far-fetched but the more you do you the more you um do the sort of process and the self-development and the sort of inner work around it the more it becomes very achievable and you see other people doing it you know I always say to people if someone else in the world is doing this you can do it yeah yeah and and even things like um talking about like motor neurons and stuff um mirror neurons sorry not motor neurons mirror neurons if your brain can see someone else doing it it slightly activates those neurons as if to say well literally you can do it and then if you think of um oh I was going to say Roger I do mean Roger Bannister don't I the four minute mile person who was the first person to do it he hadn't even seen anyone ever do it and yet once he'd done it loads of people in fairly quick succession were able to do it so actually I think sometimes we see other people and we're like oh they've got what I want and we see it in a negative light but I think what you've just done is a is a really good reframe there and be like no if someone else is doing one of your amazing wild fantasy goals that's amazing because that means you can do it you're one step closer to doing it and I love Mm -hmm. that sentence where you said we don't resist change we resist being changed Oh my goodness, that the, the stubborn eight-year-old in me that was being told to tidy up by her parents was just like, yes. Because 
I don't right as this this will be going out after the well yeah because episode 170 is up now and I'm talking about like psychology and the organization and decluttering and uh you may already know this but I was a quite messy child <laughs> and the most infuriating bit was when I had made a decision that I was going to tidy up this is little eight-year-old me going okay I'm going to tidy up and then my bedroom door would open and mum or dad would be like Victoria tidy your room gone I did not yeah. want to do it then because I had been told to do it. My intrinsic motivation just dissipated, dissolved into nothing because I'd been told. And I think that's so important. Like I'd never really thought of it until you said it like that. So can you kind of, I don't know, give some examples either in your own life or in clients' life where there's been that balance of they don't want to do it themselves or maybe helping people to do it themselves? Can you just touch on that? I think it actually all comes down to paradigms, which we mentioned earlier. So paradigms are obviously a collection of, of habits and beliefs that are, most of them are bestowed upon us by our parents and society. So if you think about when a baby's born, they're, you know, they're very susceptible to anything that is going on around them. And when you start weaning a baby and you're giving them food, you give them the food that you like mm. and it's it starts you know from there so you'll find that paradigms and habitual process uh, habitual sort of actions and um beliefs and thoughts are actually generational um you know that there's a big thing about people who do a lot of self-development are actually stopping a generation trend because it's passed down from generation to generation so with paradigms, it's it's habitual behaviour and they, they basically affect or they, they cause 96 to 98% of your actions and almost all of your actions are habitual. So, mm -hmm. you know, when you actually realise how much your paradigms control everything from the minute you get up to the minute you go to bed, you actually understand, you know, how it can hold you back from things. Yeah. So an example, um, I think a lot of us in the earth sort of generation are brought up to know that you've got to go to school, you've got to get good grades, you've got to go to college or university, then go and get a good job, a solid job where you're going to have a safe income and you work your way up the ladder. And if you get to a managerial position or higher, that's you made it, you know, you're successful in life. So in quote, air quotes, um, but anyone who sort of steps away from that, you'll start to find paradigms pop up left, right and centre as soon as you start to think away from that train of thought. Yeah. And it's, you know, who am I to think that I don't need this or, you know, why should that happen to me? And it's it's all these sort of beliefs and paradigms that have held, held us back for so long, but they're all imposed upon us by generations so a lot of it is stems from that and you know we resist being changed but our paradigms also res resist being changed so it's kind of um you've got to actually really understand paradigms which is part of the, the well, main part of the process that I work with and actually how to change them and when you start to change your paradigms you can start to see an alternate reality as possible yeah. But that that sort of resistance to change is stemming back from when we were children, because we've 
we've got our parents habits and beliefs bestowed upon us and for a lot of us it's that you have to sacrifice to be successful it's that you've got to work every hour under the sun it's that you've got to work your way up the ladder as I said you know in a sort of stable environment and steady income that's that's something that when you actually look at what people really want they want to change that that's when they're doing something for themselves and not for someone else. So they're, when you get to that C-type goal, that C-type goal is that person choosing something that they want to change, not someone having an influence on their decision-making because then they'll resist it because that's them being changed. Being changed. This is really yeah. powerful stuff because, yeah, we are we are taught do well in school. And do well in school, what does that mean? It often means... Um, it can mean lots of things, but obviously English, math, science. But what about the person who's sporty? What about the person who's arty? What about the person who's really good at drama? I think it's changing, but certainly when I was growing up, those were seen as the secondary subjects, if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think it's really interesting how you were talking about the the generational element. And what I was sort of picturing was we could have people who have this goal and they write this goal down but that goal represents like 3% of their mind. And then 97% is stuck on a completely different track. It's in mm. the paradigms of this isn't going to work out. That's not how you make money. That's not safe. I see it a lot when I coach people around money mindset. You know, they've got this because we're all products of our environment, but they've got the paradigms that their parents had or that their grandparents had. And for good or bad, the world is always changing and evolving and money changes and evolves. Probably yeah. 50 years ago, well, YouTube didn't exist, but like the way people made money 50 years ago was very different. But if our paradigms haven't shifted, it's like, from what you were describing, it's almost like we're fighting a losing battle. We're trying to change something, but 97% of us is stuck in an old paradigm or an old habit or an old belief. So yeah. I, love, I love the way you've said that. And I liked how you said, once you can shift your paradigms, you can start to see that alternative realities are possible. That's, I just love how you phrase that because we can get very blinkered, can't we? Like you said earlier, like same breakfast every single day, getting mm-hmm. up at the same time. We say the same phrases. We like, I'm definitely guilty of this. I wear the same clothes a lot of the time because I'm like, oh, I like this. I like that. Yeah. But actually, if we want to make real changes, we are talking about an alternative reality. So do you want to touch on that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I think like no one actually knows what they're capable of. It's and as it was Thomas Edison that once said, um, if we did, if we all did the things that we were capable of, we would literally astound ourselves because we actually have no idea what we're capable of. If you think about things that have been invented, you know, like the iPhone and you know the fact that we can we're sending God knows what to the moon and these things never didn't exist we just didn't have the people to know how to do it you know we're not creating or destroying anything in life we everything already exists it's about how you know how we take the knowledge and actually make it actionable because as you're you know you're talking about the paradigms holding us back we actually already possess the knowledge of how to achieve our goals 
it's the paradigms that hold us back from actually doing that. And when you think about, you know, um, your what you're actually capable of and versus, you know, what you think that you have to do to get something. So we're talking about um, education, for example. There's so many multi-million billionaires out there who haven't got an education. Yeah. Yeah, and vice versa. You can have someone who's got degrees coming out of their, their ears but are stuck in a dead-end job that they hate and earning a certain amount every year that they'll never, you know, surpass. So that itself actually challenges what we're brought up to believe that you have to go. I think with Bob Proctor, I think, only had two months of high school, you know, and he earned millions and millions all over the world, never went to college or university. So although knowledge is key, it's not power because you don't have to have all this knowledge and all these degrees and people say oh once I get this qualification I'll then do this and it's actually nothing to do with it it's all about your your paradigms it's all about you know how you're how you perceive things so when you're looking at an alternate reality it's actually challenging everything that you that you believe it's you know but you know it's possible because you can see other people doing it yeah um, like I had this conversation with one of my friends the other day and I was sat there and I said to him like can you imagine if we went back in time to like 1920 but we had our iPhones because we were both sat there being like you know on our iPhones and he was streaming something to his TV and then I took a FaceTime call and I was just like can you imagine if we'd gone back then and we had this technology it just it wouldn't make sense we wouldn't it would be like what how, how is that it would be, I don't even think what the equivalent of like another hundred years time would be. But it's like now you see an iPhone and you think nothing of it. You take a FaceTime call, you're in a different country, you're speaking to someone, you're like, oh, I'll just airdrop that to you. Like yeah. these things are just part of normality. But a hundred years ago, our mindset, our paradigms, what we thought was possible wouldn't match that. So it would just seem like a completely alien concept. But actually, like you were just saying there, all of this stuff exists. Like, it's just about tapping into it and, and thinking about what could be possible. And I guess what you're helping people to do is to do that in their lives. Like, okay, put to one side reality, what you think's possible. And I guess what you're saying is you're asking them, what do you want? What do you mm -hmm. want things to look like, feel like, be like? And that's so exciting. Yeah, a lot of people shy away from it because, you know, when you start to work with people and, and you, you talk about goals, a lot a lot of them are A or B type goals. And you're, you're like, no, that's kind of, you know, we, we want to delve deeper than this. And there's a resistance straight off the back because people don't believe that it's achievable, even if, you know, they're fully aware of how manifestation works and law of attraction, law of vibration, everything there's still that resistance and there's still that, um, you know, what if and the sort of fear and everything holding them back. So initially, when you actually look at what it is that you truly want, the reason, you know, there's different questions that you, you can ask yourself about how you want your day to look and how you, you, we are actually simple creatures. We don't, you know, although people, I, I love doing these sort of visualization exercises and writing your life how, you would want it to be in the sort of materialistic things and 
But at the end of the day, when you when you break it down, it's all about a feeling. You know, it's about I I actually when I first started doing a lot of personal development, I was dead set that we were moving to Australia. That was it. We're moving, wow. taking the kids, going Rough. to Australia. Um, but actually doing a lot of inner work, I've realized it's not the living in Australia that I seek, it's a feeling. Mm-hmm. It's and it actually got me to realize that I wasn't feeling at home in the house that we were in. So we're selling the house. That's so, you know, again, it's making decisions because something doesn't quite fit. And it wasn't about a particular thing because realistically, up sticks and moving to another country, you might not feel any better. Yeah. You might not feel different. It's a feeling that you're seeking. So we are actually simple creatures and when it comes to what we want. And there's a reason why people say money doesn't bring you happiness because if you don't know why you want something and you have something, you might not be happy because, again, you know, going back to the wheel of life, your finances might be scoring really high, but you've got no friendships or social life or, you know, or your health deteriorating. It's a balance between everything. And in actual fact, when you look at, when you break it down and it's simple things that people want freedom, you know, they want freedom with their time. They want time at home spent with their kids, especially after COVID. You know, people are more aware that, working grueling hours for a certain salary isn't you know the be all and end all but it's just how we've been programmed to think that that's how life should be that's it we are creatures of a programming of this is the safe way of doing things like there there are lots of kind of different views on this but you could say that working in a job is safe because you're employed because you get a certain salary every month and you could say that having your own business isn't safe or you can flip that and you can say working in a job means that you're not in control and at any point you could be made redundant working for yourself means you're in control you can always determine the outcome and it's just I suppose there's a paradigm shift isn't it there's a different way of looking at it and I do think the world is changing more now. I think COVID really helped people, actually. I think so many people, oh, I, 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 was, I don't know if anyone does this, but TikTok lives, oh my gosh. If, you look, if anyone's not on TikTok, go onto TikTok and look at the TikTok lives. There are so many businesses now that have sprung up. One of my yeah. favorite ones is this random crystal thing. So there's like a person sat there with this big, um, I think it's a polishing bowl, but basically full of crystals. And people buy a scoop and they like literally scoop out crystals. They send and then they send them to you. And it's like they do sweet as well. People like saying, right, I've bought such and such has bought a kilogram of sweets. Great. Let's spin the wheel for your extra prizes. Great. You've got a mini bag of this. Okay, now let's pack your sweets. And it's like, it's actually really addictive to watch. My point being, though, that the way you can make money, the types of businesses, the way you can have a life is changing and shifting youtubers like you've got Mm -hmm. um, i can't i don't know the person's name but there's like a 10 year old youtuber who reviews toys and has made millions before his 10th birthday like awesome amazing and i just think not everyone wants to be a youtuber or on tiktok or whatever that's not what it's about but i think there are so many paradigm shifts happening um i'm i'm sure bob proctor talked about how he was like, yeah, I haven't I haven't been highly educated, but I can ask people about that. I get people to do bits in my business that aren't my zone of genius. 
I'm good at this, this and this. And this is how I've made it work. And I just think it's so inspiring that anyone listening to this episode can do whatever they want to do. It's just about maybe getting some support from someone like you, helping them understand paradigms and and all of that, which leads me on (laughs) to self-image. So you're talking about the wheel of life and obviously we've touched on sort of like relationships, money, career, health. Where does self-image come into goal setting, law of attraction, manifestation? I think it plays a much bigger part than we realise. And when I done... When I done some work on my self-image, I actually found it quite emotional at the time because I realised how harsh I was on myself. So we all there's um there's a book called Cyber uh, Psycho Cybernetics, um, which I don't know if you've ever read, but it's very, very good. It's all about um he was a Matt, I can't remember his name, sorry, but he was a plastic surgeon and he fo- he kind of focused on people with disfigurements and he saw a trend that some people after they had surgery completely changed and were completely confident and changed everything about them how successful they were their results and then other people didn't regardless of the fact that their whole you know image had changed so he then discovered that we have two self-images of ourselves. so one is how other people portray us and the other one is how we portray ourselves. And that is what it dictates our results. Our self-image has a direct impact on how much we earn. Mm. You know, it's it's very, very powerful because you actually realise I was one of these people where I would buy cheap clothes because I don't want to spend a lot on myself. But it's true what they say, buy cheap, buy twice. So I started very small with, something like underwear you know changing that itself making that first purchase on something can be very very um triggering in terms of your paradigms and your money mindset but a small change like that can make a big difference or the way that we portray ourselves directly impacts our finances so how do we change that then we have to change the self-image that we have of ourselves and it can be totally opposite to what image you give out to the world and what people think you feel about yourself you people could think you're a very confident person when in actual fact you're crippled with anxiety and you know self-doubt but and it's it's a direct impact on our results so if you want your results to change you have to delve into the self-image and a lot of people can say, I'm very confident, you know, very, I'm very self-aware. But when they start to answer questions about it, they realise they're not and they're maybe holding themselves back because maybe they do buy cheap clothes or, um, you know, they, you, you start to look at what is your image of a wealthy person? You know, how would they walk? How would they talk? How would they present themselves? What kind of clothes would they wear? How would their hair look? And would they get their nails done all the time? And to start to look at comparing that to you, how are you ever going to embody this successful person if you're going to hold yourself back by your self-image? So again, it's paradigms. It's habitual behaviour by, you know, buying cheap clothes or, you know, I was the world's worth for not spending money on myself. And I took a massive financial sort of 
leap to work with a coach and it was very very triggering for me I remember being really emotional about it I took a loan out to work with a coach because that was how sort of invested I was in it and that's how much I wanted my life to change but the spending money on myself was a real trigger and it was because my self-image was that you know I don't spend money on myself I, I buy cheap things and you know, I try and make them look more expensive when they're really not. So, yeah, you know, it, it does <laughs> play such a big part. And the thing is, that's that's really poignant because it's it's also the perception of the clothes. So someone could buy a cheap dress or a cheap whatever and think it looks amazing and it looks expensive and wear it completely differently to someone yeah. who is saying, I don't deserve to spend money on myself. It should go on other people. I'll just get the basics. It doesn't matter. No one's looking. I don't. It's it, there's the perception behind it that leads to the action, which then leads to the results someone's getting. Like, I would say, change always starts from within. So if we think about manifestation, people say things like, "I'll be happy when," and I'm like, "No, you need to flip that. You need to be yeah. happy." with whatever is right now and then you become a magnet for um and you mentioned money mindset stuff like again it's it's being out of alignment if you're saying i want to make millions but i feel like someone who's not worthy of thousands then you're out of alignment you're not in that kind of vibrational place where you can attract those things so then you start saying, right, I want it even more, but you're actually pulling yourself further and further away from the thing you want. Um, so yeah, this, funnily enough, in my um, Audible wish list, wish list, I think they call it a wish list on Audible, I've got that book and I now know what my next credit is going to be used on. Because <laughs> clearly this is a sign from the universe that now is the perfect time to read that book or listen to that book. I'll be, I'll be lazy. So yeah, I did the same. <laughs> yeah. But it's good because then you can be in the car or you can be doing the washing or you can be doing something around the house or going for a walk. And it's like, yep, I'm learning and developing my mind at the same time. Absolutely. (laughs) Okay, so I just I want to ask a question about manifestation because I know you love this as well. Like what's either like the best thing you've manifested or like a good manifesting story? What's something that you can kind of share with everyone listening about your experience of manifestation? I think my experience in the past has been I've not fully understood what I wanted and then you know I I was I was one to do all these oh 21 day manifesting challenges and let's because again I was reluctant to pay to invest in myself but if something was affordable you know like a I remember doing a Gabby Bernstein one. It was a 21-day manifesting challenge. And it was some like £25 or something like that. And I was like, yeah, I'll do that, I'll do that. But I didn't fully understand, you know, because it, you're doing an online challenge with, that millions of people are doing and you get no support from a coach and you get no help with it. And I think with the manifesting, you have to actually fully understand what it is that you want because there has to be emotional sort of buy-in from your subconscious mind for it to actually work yeah I do believe though that everything that you manifest in life you you attract without even realizing it so everything that we've got you know like the house we moved house just 
less than a year and a half ago, albeit we're moving again. <laughs> um, but we got this lovely farmhouse and we were we had sold our house. We were moving out in six weeks. We had nowhere to go. I had a one-year-old at the time and we were contemplating moving back in with my parents and came to see this house and it was kind of in the countryside but not too far from city life and ticked a lot of boxes and it was really it's really big you know it's the rooms are really grand there's like it was built in 1900 and it's lovely and the girl was like oh yeah I can move out that date it's no problem so you know it's my experience of manifesting is all about divine timing. You know, people say, you know, things things just work out. They do. You know, the universe has is, is always got divine timing. It's always, that's why we've put the house up for sale and I'm due a baby in two weeks. I am adamant that we're going to be under offer before the baby comes. Yeah. <laughs> and then divine timing, we will move out, you know, when it's right. But I, it, it doesn't put me off because I just fully invest in, I sort of surrender everything to the universe and think what's what is for you will not go by you as long as you're in the right vibration because the worst thing I can do is worry about it and the worst thing the worst thing you can do is think about the worst outcome nine times out of ten the worst outcome that you can think about will never actually happen anyway but it's about trusting in the universe and it's about thinking this is something that I really really want why you want it and then trust that the time and because I always say the universe has a better plan than you do. So you might think you want something, but you then get something totally different, but you still end up in the same sort of feeling or the outcome that you were after in the first place. So for me, it's like watching all these different things kind of just merge into place and everything just works out. You know, it's even down to people have stories about, I don't know, say they're going on holiday and they've not renewed their passport. And, you know, they get it right at the, the last minute. <laughs> yeah, it's all the universe is just all moving, shifting everything out its way to for it to happen. Yeah. You know, it's, that, that's my experience of manifesting. And there's so much more to it. There's so, you know, there's, it's all about being in the vibration of what it is that you want mm-hmm. in life. And I completely understand it is really not feasible to be high vibes 24 seven but yeah you know. completely but yeah. you're right like worrying about it which is human we know we are predisposed to pessimism and sometimes you know you need a minute just to think about it but really it doesn't actually help the situation what often happens I think is is we get more and more into it and we just activate that vibration of fear and panic and anxiety and then that magnetizes to us more thoughts of and what if this happens and what if that happens and it doesn't feel good at the end of the day it doesn't feel good and we are vibrational beings that want to feel good so mm-hmm. actually uh, surrendering and just going it'll work out the universe mm-hmm. knows what it's doing I'll just keep taking my actions I'm going to stay as positive as I can if I have a negative thought that's okay that hasn't ruined everything my job is just to stay on track as much as humanly possible and just let it be just let it work out like I sometimes think you we get blinkered and we're like I want that thing I want that job I want that person I want that house I want that car and we forget that there could be something even better that we haven't even thought about that we didn't even know existed um I said something similar when I got my car a few years ago um 
I'd been going around and I, you know, when you try cars and you're like, yeah, it's nice. Yeah. I put a deposit, no, I, I, um, what's the opposite? Not putting a deposit down. I sort of reserved something for 24 hours because I was going to put a deposit on it. And then suddenly I was driving and I just saw this other garage, saw the Hyundai garage and was like, oh, and I hadn't even, I didn't even know those cars existed. Now I see them all the frigging time because obviously <laughs> I own one and I'm like, oh, a Hyundai Tucson, a Tucson, a Tucson. But it's like, there was something in me going, you haven't quite found the right one yet. Come on, just keep looking. And then it was like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, that's the car. That's the color. That's everything. And I love it. And I still love it. So oh, great. Okay. So imagine someone's listening to this episode. Maybe they're feeling a little bit lost, either with law of attraction or with goal setting. What's one piece of advice that you would give to someone listening to this episode to really help them make a, a start on either law of attraction or goal setting or both, if you like? Yeah, um, I think for what what I started looking into was all about what's my purpose, mm. and that's really it's a very sort of difficult thing to try and work out. But what I realised along the way is your purpose isn't an actual thing. It's not a career. It's not a you know. It, it's not people. You know, I was never like into hobbies that I could turn into a career that I thought that's my passion, that's my my purpose. What I've learned along the way is your purpose is a feeling. You know, it's how you feel, and it's working out what what it is that gives you that feeling. So I think a lot of the time people are held back from making an investment, working with a coach because they think they need to work out what what it is that they want to do before they make the investment. Yeah. But in actual fact working with a coach and doing the inner inner work and the self-development actually along the way the steps along the way to achieve your goal is you working out what your purpose is and you know it, it is all it is everything goes back to how you want to feel when you're in alignment with how you want to feel that's your purpose you know you're serving your purpose and a lot of the times I work with people who want to help other people and it's working out you know how 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 can you work out what it is that you want to do that then helps other people? Because the more you serve other people, the more you get back to you, just in the, the, the sort of the way that the laws work. So I would always say to people that it's never a wrong time to work with a coach because you don't have to know the answers. That's what your coach is there to do, is to help you work out those answers. And I think that's what held me back for so long because I thought I had to work out what path I wanted to go down and then work with a coach to help me get there but yeah. I started you know very simple my goal was all about how I wanted to feel every day and you know earning a certain amount of money by doing something I really enjoyed and I just developed it along the way so I suppose my advice would be that you can it's never a bad investment to invest in yourself ever and you don't have to wait until you're at a certain point because you know when you start to understand yourself and you, the way your mind works, there's a whole world of possibilities that you, you maybe, you, you know, you could start setting a goal and then halfway through the programme decide your goal's totally different because you then become more aware of what, of yourself and what it is that you want. Yeah. So I suppose it's more not letting things hold you back from making that leap just a moment of just start now and we're always changing and shifting and it's okay if 
what you want changes and oh I love that that's that's really really good advice Hayley thank you so where can people find out about you I know you're about to go off and have baby two so there's going to be a little bit of a pause but if people want to find out more about potentially what it would look like to work with you in the future and just what you do where can they find out about you so I'm um going to take a couple of months but probably end of October um start taking on some some clients again so um on Instagram Lunabelle uh, Wellness is the company name and mostly through Instagram or email so I'll send you over the details that you've got um for the show notes if you're put them in there and that would be fab probably the easiest way to get get um through is by Instagram or or Facebook Messenger or email. Fabulous. Yeah, I will definitely make sure all of that is linked in the show notes. Thank you so much for coming on to this episode. I've absolutely loved talking about goal setting and paradigms. And it's, yeah, it's definitely given me some food for thought. So thank you so much. It's been absolutely amazing having you on the podcast. Well, thank you for having me. It's been great fun. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this content, I would so love it if you could leave me an iTunes review. You would totally make my day and you'd help this podcast to reach other listeners just like you. And if you know someone who this content would help, then please share it with them. Share the love, share the positivity. I hope you all have a wonderful and prosperous day and I will see you all in the next episode.